Together for the Gospel is happening April 14th through the 16th, 2020 in Louisville, Kentucky, and registration is now open. In fact, our listeners get a discount. Use the promo code DOCTRINE when checking out and save $10. Go to t4g.org for all the details. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. It's been kind of a busy week. It's been a busy week, busy season. Lots of running around, getting things done. Now, you were telling me something the other day that was pretty exciting. You said, I hope I do this well. And so I was praying about that thing that you were doing well at your business. Oh, yeah. You thought that it went well. Has it indeed continued to go well? Mm. You don't hear about those things for a while. Okay. All right. All right. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm. No news is it. good news right now. Yeah, I'm claiming it. Wait, I'm, we have to name it first. You I named, did. I named it. You named it in my heart. Okay. In my spirit. Okay. I named it, and and, then, and now I'm going to claim it. You're going to claim it at a future time. All right. Cool. Shut. Tell me how that works. Yep. Because uh, I can get in on some of that. Uh, there's some things that I'd like to name and claim. Yeah. What would you like to name and claim? Uh, a vehicle that runs. Mm, my vehicle's running, you know, right now. Fred Flintstone running. It's a, no, it's right running. Sometimes it doesn't start. You know, just it just click, doesn't start, doesn't start, doesn't start. You know? So now the other things I'd probably name and claim uh, before that. Uh, but uh, that, that would be down the list a little bit. It'd be on the list, but it'd be down the list a little mm. bit. I'd probably, which is not a car. If I'm going to name it and claim it, man, I'm going, I don't know, Tesla or something. You know, really? Something different. I figured, like, you would name and claim, like, a room full of cigars. That'll that's, last you a month. Yeah, that's obvious. Well, first of all, depends on how big the room is. Okay. <laughs> if it's a, if it's a, if it's the size of my office, full, that lasts me a year. Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't. Sure, it would. Full. Yeah. Full. Like, yeah. In between everything. No, I'm just saying, like all the walls lined. Yes. Boxes of cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's definitely. not a year. Yeah, totally. No, stop it. I'll give you six months. Stops. Okay. I'll bet. Oh, look at this. Yep. Okay, I'll mute that. So. um... How's today? Has today been okay? Good day? Stressful day? Yeah, stressful. Well, every, every day is a stressful day, but it went well. Yeah. I got a lot done, had a lot of good conversations, and yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Got some things kind of figured out, and no complaints. How about you? How's mm. mom doing? Well, first of all, I've got plenty of complaints, but we don't have time for that. Oh, oh okay. Um, yeah, I'm actually, after this, I'm going to go check on my mom. Uh, so far, so good. Things are going well with her. She's in her little, uh, you know... Uh, assisted elder care nursing home. I don't know what the proper, you know, nomenclature is today. Nursing home might not be what you're supposed to say, mm. but you know, she has to have a lot of people take assisted care of her. Assisted living. So. No, because assisted living is when you you're you're pretty mobile. You can even take care of yourself to a large degree, but you're oh. assisted. Yeah, yeah. It's so. it's called hospice. Yeah, no, that's when you're almost dead. No, yeah, uh, I put my, I've met your mother. I put she's not almost dead. My grandma was in hospice care for some time, but uh, no, my mom is. Uh, you know, she's 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 still strong. She just like you know, in her spirit. But uh, her body's not strong, so yeah, it's all right. It's all right. You know what I like? What's in that, that moment when you made that comment, fifty percent of our listeners hated your guts. Yeah, right I know. There. Oh, they were just like, "Oh, Jimmy is so mean." And now you know what it's like. <laughs> what do you mean? Now you no, know what it's. First like. of all, again, we've told you from the beginning. Uh, this is just us throwing up mics, talking the way we usually would talk with each other. Yeah, yeah. A lot I of was actually being nice right there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's, Jimmy, a way, Jimmy that, that's a way to help Joe cope. Right. With what he's going through. That, right. that, this is a coping mechanism. Jimmy, Jimmy helps me by, by making me feel worse 
than my situation actually makes me feel. Exactly. Then when I go back to my situation, I go, oh, it's not so bad. You're welcome. I could be talking to Jimmy right now. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes, though, sometimes in our back and forth, in our conversations, in um, our discussions, and our joking, sometimes there is a little bit of miscommunication. Miscommunication. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Mostly, yeah. not usually with us, because we're, no, we, we pretty we, much know what each other's thinking. You know, it's a we rare... We oftentimes th- finish each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say sandwiches. We do that, too, that? though. Oh, no, that's actually from a... Never oh, mind. That's from a Disney movie. I don't watch Disney movies. Oh, yeah. it's from Frozen. You're welcome, y'all. Hey, I did mm. watch Frozen, but I don't remember that line. Yeah. Anyways, it's at the beginning. Okay. Well, um, we're going to talk about miscommunication today because uh, it happens to everybody. Like most marriages are stressed out and many of the fights, probably most of the fights that happen in marriage are miscommunication yeah. or, you know, I had a great joke and I decided not to, Joe. And that is my, that I'm growing. That's your contribution? That's my which contribution. Is not contributing? <laughs> <laughs> was to not contribute I like to, this. to you. This is really good. But yeah, not just marriages, but uh, uh, family. Like, you know, yep. like within the family, siblings, things Business. of that nature. Business that happens. with, And, you know, hey, it happens within the church. All the time. Uh, all the time. Not just for those that are in leadership uh, with the congregation, but. Brothers and sisters in Christ miscommunicate with each other uh, often, and sometimes the elders are brought in to kind of deal with that. And you know what we're talking about when we say miscommunication. We're talking about those times when one person is trying to say something or do something, and the other parties involved either receive it wrong or in – or it is so like it, sometimes the the error is on the receiving end. Sometimes yeah. it's on the giving end where you're actually miscommunicating yeah, what you're, you're trying misspeaking. To do. You're not right. you're not very clear on what it is that you're trying to get across. So some people misinterpret. Some people miscommunicate. Yeah. Sometimes it's both. And so we thought we would talk about this because we have to deal with this all the time, right? It's just it's just a yeah. natural part of life. And um, let's talk about you know miscommunication and like maybe what are some of the more common uh miscommunications like the most common things yeah. that that in your mind Jimmy that what comes to mind when you think hey that's something that gets miscom- miscommunicated on my end or that's something that I see yeah i think uh what really gets often miscommunicated is expectations mm-hmm. so sometimes throughout <laughs> as a guy who runs a business like this actually probably is a it, major it, thing exactly where people ex- have these high level of expectations on mm-hmm. what i want to do for them it, it, and it's always boggles my mind cuz i go you know I have the text thread as well as the emails. Like I had a situation where and this is a large account, large account. This, it, so that means there's a lot of money at stake. Yes. And this okay. account, uh, I guarantee you, all of you have been to, to this customer of mine. Okay. Every <laughs> single one of you have. And so you have partaken. Uh I can't say who it is, but you've enjoyed the golden arches. And so <laughs> you passed through the golden arches. And so, uh, you know. Anyways, so someone was like, they, they missed, they didn't send me a bunch of uh, uh, orders, uh, and I kept saying for like four months, "Hey, I'm missing some orders here yeah. for like you know three months down the line." Right? Uh, no, you know, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, I thought you you were gonna, I thought you could just turn this around and, and get." You know, there's like this expectation. They had an expectation. They had an expectation that at a at a snap that I would get them everything they wanted. 
Now I made it happen because <laughs> <laughs> so maybe their expectations, Jimmy, were unfair. They're, there you go. And sometimes they're unfair and right. sometimes they're unrealistic. For this case, I'm able to do it because I am amazing. You are the fofo. I am amazing. Yeah. But it was a bit. It was a bit unfair. And for oftentimes, though, within the church or within our, our normal relationships, uh, they're just unrealistic mm-hmm. expectations where we ex- we expect people to maybe once they've apologized to change overnight right. we expect that there would be drastic change uh, within their lives or we expect that they're going to somehow fulfill this unmet need mm-hmm. that we have and we haven't even expressed that need to them yet right and we'll talk about like how we actually wind up miscommunicating expectations in just a bit but why don't we talk about like intentions and motives right because that's something else that is frequently miscommunicated this is really uh critical in the more relational uh, aspects of of our life yeah. right when um like the why behind what i'm doing you know sometimes in business it may not matter to everybody what the why is or in the military it's that's not you don't need to know that right now yeah what you need to do is just do what i'm telling you to do i'm communicating it's kind of like a john and john wick three you know i haven't seen it so don't talk about it oh i know he gets on the horse i know nobody you know yeah. I, I didn't yeah. see it yet. i will serve no, stop. I will be of service. No, you ru- just ruined it. Yeah, I Great. ruined everything for you. Great. Um, so yeah, our, our intentions, right? So especially in the church context or family context, intentions and motives matter, right? Yeah. Because you've got a relationship, you've got somebody that you care about, somebody that you are invested in, somebody who's invested in you. And so the why behind the what oftentimes really matters. And so it, you can you can oftentimes uh, miss the opportunity to explain the, the the motive that you have in asking somebody to do something or or in um, offering something to them or uh, you can just go about and misread someone's uh, motives right yeah. you can import meaning to what they're doing which may not be fair I, I think another one that I think of and I I, I see myself in this category um, more often is I I miscommunicate my feelings. It's because so, you yell all the time. And that's just, that's what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> so I come off angry mm. when really um, there's a bit of fear mm. about something, right? Like, so if I'm afraid that something wrong is going to happen uh, because something was missed, instead of just, you know, communicating my fear and, and why I'm afraid of this, mm-hmm. I just react in anger to fix it. Right. Now, I know you're talking there primarily about, you know, I'm corporate, there corporate, corporate setting, context, yeah. but I, because I, I can say, um, in the years that we've ministered together with, uh, alongside our, our, the other elders, um, you know, I can say I've never heard you raise your voice. I've never heard you yell. Well, yeah, except that one time. There was that one time. I'm about to say, you didn't hear me yell. <laughs> the, the world heard you yell uh, in that particular situation. Um, well, that but situation it, called it for did, a, a, a certain sets of directness and blindness. An increase in volume and intensity was required in that particular situation. And it was actually, God used that and it was very good. So, so, so you're, you, the moral of the story knows. is I am allowed to yell anytime I want. Oh, the, you're the only one. I'm the only yeah, one. But you get one a year. Oh, uh, so you got it. You got it. Right. You know, I'm done until you're, 2020. You're t- 2020. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Sorry. So I was going to say though, like, but I just want people to know that you know different contexts oftentimes require different ways in which we communicate, and that of course doesn't justify everything. It certainly no. doesn't justify berating anybody. No. But, absolutely. But but you know, again, just to use the military metaphor uh, or, or context, volume and intensity is absolutely necessary. Right. Yeah. You've got to you've got to get things through. You've got to be quick. You don't have time for politeness. So there are different contexts in which that's going to be needed. But I just want to say, in case anybody's wondering, 
Jimmy is a very good pastor. Um, oh, I'm I look, glad, you, I'm, you are one of my pastors, and aw. I look to you and the other elders as my pastors. And I would say that um, you you're not that way in general. You are you are very I think reasonable and calm wow. as Man, you deal with uh, thank with you, me Joe. and yeah. other people. You know, I really that one time. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, on the flip side, I'm concerned mm-hmm. with how you are interacting yeah, with people really. by not interacting, <laughs> by not inter- by not interacting. talking, yeah, <laughs> just kind of stuffing it all in. Bro, do you even pastor? I do. I just don't feel. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, you pastor without the feeling. Yeah, I ain't got time for the feelings. <laughs> so, so that I mean, I guess when we, when we talk about like those, uh, how we, what most commonly is miscommunicated. Well, then, how and when? Do we miscommunicate? Okay. Um, one easy one, right? That, that I, I notice a lot. One that I, I work on is when people react quickly over responding thoughtfully, mm. right? So you can miscommunicate, uh, very, because you may even have the right motive. You can have, uh, the right heart. But when there is a crisis or an issue at play that is important to you and, um, you encounter it, if you react quickly, you're not being slow to speak. You're not yeah. thinking. You're not yeah. praying. You're not doing those things. Uh, it, you react quickly, and you are likely to miscommunicate uh, not only your motive but also your point. Uh, you're likely to be sloppy, and uh, so I think that impulse, right, to to be first or to be quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you you talk about this a lot. Like you know, people on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you know, Twitter is or uh, myself on Twitter. Yeah, it's great. Or on the podcast, it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, these these are great tools. But uh, they allow for, and they almost call for immediate response. Yeah, and, and I think we've we've transferred mm-hmm. the like how we communicate in that medium to how we communicate in IRL. Yeah, in real life. See, right. are, are you kind of impressed that I know that? Yeah, that's an old one. You oh, know, is it? You can get I that just one. learned it. Yeah, of course you did. I was I was yesterday years old when I figured that out. So yeah, reacting quickly over responding thoughtfully. We'll talk. Let's talk about that later. Mm-hmm. The responding thoughtfully. Um, how else are, do you do you see us communicate? Well, you were, you were touching on this earlier about when we're unclear and and when we're vague in our communication. Mm-hmm. So I, I I do I I place personally a high premium on people communicating with me directly. And clearly, I don't get offended uh, when when people say things that I might not like, right? Right. If they're just being honest and direct with me, sure. For me, that's like I thank you, that's thank gold. you for thank you for caring for me. Yeah. F- to to make sure that I understood your position and where you're at, uh, and I, then I never have to second guess. I never have to think yeah. what do they really think. For and us, so- a ham fisted communication of truth is better than a soft and delicate. A miscommunication of ideas and intentions. Correct. And so, you know, uh, oftentimes like we become maybe, maybe out of fear. We're afraid of hurting other people or we're afraid mm-hmm. of, of maybe that they'll, we'll turn them or push them away. Uh, we're unclear on the things that we should be saying. And then essentially we're just not, we're not helping them, you know, especially if it's something that, that is something needed for their own personal growth and change. The most loving thing we could do then is to help them see uh, their need to change or just whatever it might be and, and right. just be very clear. Yeah. I think, you know, the being unclear and vague is, you know, that's the, that's the consequence of the, of the him haw, right? We're, we're hemming and hawing. We're, we're not really sure. And I do think sometimes it comes from a place of fear, 
right? We just don't want to face the music. We don't want to say the hard thing. Sometimes it's because we don't want to hurt somebody. Yeah. So like there's a so sometimes there's a fearful weakness. Sometimes there's just like this genuine concern, like, oh, I love this person and I you know, I don't know how to say it. And so yeah. we don't we wind up not saying it. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think I, I want to assume the best of individuals, uh, but I, I do want to I do want to at least be clear. And my thinking is, uh, I think it's unloving. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's unloving because if you've got truth to share, you've got a concern, uh, and you're seeing that concern, that blind spot, be direct to help them see it too. You mentioned assuming, and that would be, I think, another way that we miscommunicate or misinterpret, right? When we assume without uh, asking, without following up, right? And so this, again, assumption can come from both the one doing the communicating and the one doing the interpreting. Yeah. But, you know, when we assume without asking for clarity, right? So let's say somebody is unclear and vague. Okay. Well, then it's that now as a person in that relationship, it's on you now to like step forward and don't assume um actually ask ask yeah. for clarity go go ahead and, and and try to figure things out but you know Jimmy what they say about when you assume Makes you a jerk face. Yeah, that's, that's what that's it, that's it. I'm sitting here like, oh, am I allowed to say this? Am uh, I allowed to say this? Well, you know, I don't know if the it makes a donkey out of you and me. Mm-hmm. So, one one the, there's if there is going to be any assumption made that is actually going to be profitable. Yeah, it is that the Together for the Gospel Conference 2020 is going to be off the hook. Is oh. it off the chain or will it be off the hook? I think it's going to be off the hook. And you know what? I'm giving you runner-up for best transition. Oh, really? That, you think that's the runner-up? That's the runner-up right I appreciate there. that because you had the best one. I, I still had the best one. I still had the best one. That was runner-up. I appreciate that, bro. That was good. And so, I mean, for those of you that don't know, since 2006, is it mm-hmm. right? Together for the Gospel has been gathering together every other year to encourage and to mm. aid ministry leaders with three days of gospel-centered preaching, mm-hmm. fellowship, mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. and singing. I like how you say every other year. Why don't you just say biennially? Because I can't that? pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> biennially. It yeah, is yeah. a weird word, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah. Every other year. Every every other year. Every other I, of know, the year. I've been I, I went I've gone to most of the T four Gs. Have I went you really? to the first one. I've been to most of them. Really? The how, how many times have you spoke? Well, they haven't, you know, I mean, they might have asked. I don't check my email, so mm. they, they probably have mm. asked. I mean, just uh, to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. and not assume anything. Yeah. How many times have you, know. have you been on that main stage? How many times has Piper followed you? You know, it I, it would be just as easy for me to figure out how many times I've actually been in the sessions themselves. <laughs> so, zero. Not, not very often. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> zero. Okay. But here's the thing I love, because the I, here's the thing. When I go to T4G or any conference like that, my honestly, my priority is to connect with people that I don't get to connect with, have fellowship, pray together, learn from each other. Like that is the priority. Uh, then I will make it to certain sessions. Like I definitely want to hear this guy or whatever, mm-hmm. but I know I'm going to be able to listen to that stuff later. So, so I be, make, yeah, yeah. You know what? T4G, you need the Jofo. You bring in the, the Jofo. Bring, bring in, in the, the Jofo. Because you know what? Listen, this year, this year's conference is is looking great. The theme for it is entrusted with the gospel. And Joe. Do you know who's speaking? Well, everybody knows it's Legan Duncan, Mark Dever, John Piper, Kevin DeYoung, and Al Mohler. Of course. Yes. Those guys are going to be, because they're good. They're solid. They're there every year. Every year. But, but th- there's also H.B. Uh, Charles. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about H.B. Charles? What's that? H.B. refers to the density of graphite in a pencil. Mm-hmm. I like it. Cool story, bro. Yeah. yeah. Greg Who Gilbert, are- he's going to be there. Yeah. What do you love about Greg? Um, I like his last name, Gilbert, because it sounds like detergent. Also, Triple E. Triple E. He's going to be there. He's going to be there. Super excited. Ed Moore. Yep. 
David Platt mm-hmm. and Richard Chin. All right. The, this is this is pretty good. Now, the conference is April 14th through the 16th, 2020. You know it's in Louisville. It's always in Louisville. And, and I know you're supposed to say Lovell, but I, I, I'm going to say it the right way. Um, I'll tell you this. They already have early pricing, right? Then that ends October 31st. You want to register now to save on that early bird. But, yep. oh, if you use that promo code Doctrine. That's our promo code. Before October 31st, you will receive a $10 discount mm-hmm. for your individual ticket. If you type in Founders, they add $10 to your Stop. ticket. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, T4G. They're never gonna. They're never gonna sponsor our podcast again. <laughs> you can register to joking. Come on, oh, you're miss. Hey, are you being? Uh, did you miscommunicate there? No, that was a joke. It was obviously a joke. Everything I say that isn't <laughs> about the Bible is a joke. You can register today at t4g.org. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. Yeah. So we talked about miscommunicating. We talked about what how we, what is most commonly miscommunicated. Then we talked about how and when do we miscommunicate. You know what I think? I, as I'm thinking about all this, Jimmy, yeah. I'm realizing that most of the, the examples and the when and the how, I see them often in you. Oh. I, I, feel, like, I feel like when I not, – not the, not the bad examples. Mm. The good examples. Oh, thank so like, you. like, like miscommunication for us is avoided because, like, you you're very clear. Like, the only time it's not clear is when we're joking. Sometimes, right? Yeah, so yeah. When we're joking. That's part of what makes humor work, right? Because there's this tension. But like, you do a really good job of of avoiding these pitfalls, like in our relationship, uh, by being very direct. You always say like, "Hey," and like, you will say the hard thing to me. You will like, and this gets into what you're about to say, right? It's how do we do better? Yeah. Um, you know, like, like you will come to me and say, hey, listen, I'm having this thought about you right now based on what I'm seeing. Am I right? Yep. Like, you'll do that. And I, I really like that. So, um, so you're asking, how can we do better? That's, yeah, that's well, exactly. Well, since I think you are good at this, why don't you start? Oh, uh, well. Give me time to think of. Something. Give me time to think. I, I would say part of it is you got to put in the work, right? You got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort to clarifying your uh, own thoughts. Yep. You got to make sure you know what it is you're thinking and what you want to communicate and what is the best way to communicate that to those around you, right? right. So you want you want to clarify your thoughts, you want to you want to clarify those ideas that mm-hmm. you have, especially if you have a concern. Right. If there's a concern for someone else, you need to really put in that time to work out what it is you're concerned about. And give an example. You got to be very, you got to oh, be yeah. crystal clear because when you're going to confront someone uh, about something that's going on in their lives, you got to help them see what it is, whether it's concern or criticism. You know, you know what doesn't work? This, this doesn't work. Jimmy, you never oh. encourage me. You always say mean things to me. Yeah. And then you would say like, okay, give me an example. And I'd be like, well, you know. Yeah, I, is, uh, yeah. no, no, I did that to my wife once. I was like, you always do that. She's like, oh, when? I'm like, oh, I don't keep tabs. So often, <laughs> just, I'm blinded. No, no, I told her, I, I, I don't keep tabs in our marriage. Yeah, I'm not like you. I don't keep a record. Yeah. Should I go get my journal and start journaling every time? I just forgive you all the time. Yeah. That's what you said. It didn't work that no, well. No, it doesn't work. And actually, I'd start doing it with my kids. Like, huh, he never gives me. I go, never, never. <laughs> they go, stop it, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's really good. Because it is hard work right to put to, to clarify your thoughts and your ideas is hard work right like when when you write an article or a book or several books like some of us do pamphlets yeah uh, pamphlets you know you actually and like, actually that's harder for you because you only have you got less space joe yeah to well, communicate i have your less idea. to say that's what it is but, but you have only left space to put in your profound thoughts so it's like you like 
it, it you can't wing it. That's no. the point, right? You can't, you don't just wing it. Like when you wing it, you might be able to communicate something well. But you, I think I think you're right, Jimmy. Putting the work into it is really important. And and with that, like let's just say, um, if if you are communicating. Maybe uh, look for a way in which you can follow up and say, do you understand? Mm-hmm. Right. So like if you're on the receiving end, ask for clarity. That way you're not falling into assumptions and yeah, misunderstandings yeah. and misinterpretations. You can ask for clarity or you can ask for confirmation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have I communicated this well yeah. to you? Like that's just a pretty basic thing that we should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. So you put in the time to clarify your thoughts. Then you confirm that they get it or ask for clarity if you're on the receiving end. Yeah. And then, listen, you need to apologize and own up when you do fail That's right, in this regard, mm-hmm. right? When you're not doing it Because we're all right. going to do it. Yeah. You, and Joe does it always, always all does it all the time. When was the last time I had to apologize in the podcast, Jimmy? You, you know what, mm-hmm. Joe? I, I don't keep a tab in my journal. Am I, I supposed to start doing that? I, I just allow new days to begin, new mercies every day, Joe. Yeah. So you know, you want to apologize when you do fail. Inevitably, when you fail in miscommunicating, uh, whether it's something you've said or something you've heard, when you've misunderstood uh, and you've ran with it, you need to apologize and own up to it. Mm-hmm. That's the fastest way to rebuild trust. Yeah. There's a, there, there is there is this cathartic healing effect when you go to somebody and say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I did a poor job here communicating, or I completely misread you and mis- misunderstood you." And I'm sorry. Yeah, I am far more likely to give a pass for someone that owns and just says, yep. hey, my bad. Yeah. Rather than when they double down and get defensive. Oh, yeah. Or triple down. Yeah. Quadruple like, down. Quadru- yeah. Or Penta down. Penta, isn't that five? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I win. I don't yeah. know the Pentagon, Pentagram. So mm, I know that's Penta five down. in there. But yeah. Penta down. Yep. Yep. See, I win this round. All so right. when you're wrong, just own up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And because, you know, it, you owning it allows them to forgive and you can then begin to communicate again. But without that, without you owning your mistake and without them forgiving you, like communication is almost on pause, right? Because it's like, well, I can't trust that person. Yeah. You know, and it goes, it goes from, it comes from both ends. Yeah. You know, when you don't feel like you can trust a person, you know, every single one of us has done this. Uh, somebody recently, somebody this week had to apologize to me. Yeah. Um, I have had to apologize to people in the church before where I said, you know what? The way I handled this was wrong. I didn't take your thoughts and your feelings into consideration. I was wrong. Yeah, and Will I appreciate that you apologized. That wasn't Thank to you. you. You don't have you don't have very many feelings either. You you have you have sadness and you have happiness. I have anger and I have happiness. What yeah, else do you are, have? I have anger. I Just, guess you do, but I don't see the anger. No, because we're not. You okay, know, because we're, we're, we're not the we're a happy world. couple. We're well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you should, you should bring me on to do some consulting with you. No. Yeah, hire me to do some no. consulting, and then you can, I could see your angry side. No. Watch you put on your angry eyes. Nope. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. Nope. 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 I know some people that work there. They tell me about it. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask them to YouTube it. No, that's not, not YouTube funny. it, but just a video. No, yeah. that's not, stop it. Okay. I'm going to talk to that person later. I, that person's going to get fired. That, that person who might be listening to this, uh, 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 phone, nope. phone it. Nope. Mm. Fired. <laughs> Nobody's allowed to have phones in there anyway. No, so you're, you're not allowed. I don't allow phones There's in there. There's no phone. <laughs> Industrial <laughs> espionage yep. and all that. I don't allow no phones. So, Jimmy, um, you know, our people, you know, our listeners that are listening to this, uh, they've all, you know, been on the wrong end of this. They've, uh, they've, where they've, they've not been clear in communicating their expectations, or they've been unfair in making assumptions about somebody. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of us have had to apologize. I would be curious 
what what has helped them. So like maybe in in the comments surrounding this, people could share like passages of scripture yeah, that you think help with this. But I'd also be very curious to know, like what are some of the books? Have there been any good books on communication that you have read that you think help with this? In listen, I know. I know it's doctrine and devotion, reform theology, but even leadership books, right? Books that just help people to, you know, to better understand um, how to handle these sorts of uh, these sorts of issues without, you know, completely, um, you know, obviously we, we, we want to learn from everybody that we can, but you, 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 we want to stay grounded in the gospel. We want to stay grounded yeah. in, um, you know, the, a gospel-centered way of living life and maintaining our relationships. Yeah. Can I suggest a book? You can. All right. Now, it's not a book on communication, though. If you say the Bible, I'm going to punch you in the nose. <laughs> no, no. Because No, no. This book has really uh, okay. uh, actually formed a lot of like how I communicate uh, with others, right? Mm-hmm. And how I am more self-aware. Art of the Deal <laughs> <laughs> by Donald Trump. Now, that book has helped me. I'm sure it has. It has helped me. <laughs> But no, no, actually, it was this book that uh, we went through it. Michelle and I went through it early on in our marriage. It was uh, Shepherding a Child's Heart by oh, Ted yeah. Tripp. Yeah, it's really good. Now, yes, I know it's all about parenting. It's all yeah. that. But one of the things he really focuses on is your own heart mm-hmm. and why it is you're reacting the way you react mm. or saying saying what you're saying. Yeah. And how do you kind of move past these whatever emotions or, or uh, I guess, really just your reactions and get into the heart of it. So I found for me... Being able to kind of recognize in myself what was happening, it gave me a better understanding of what could be happening in somebody else and to be seeking that clarity with them and knowing how to communicate better with them. Yeah, I think that's really good. And it's interesting because because so much of what we have to do with our kids – I mean, it is what? It's 99% communication, yeah. right? And so we do have a lot of helpful books. I remember a book that I read called Everyday Talk. And, uh, it was, it's by this guy Yount. And it is, it's one of those books that will convict you so deeply. <laughs> you will wind up repenting. Mm. But again, it's, it's, it's focused on how to talk to your kids naturally about God, but, it it uncovers a lot of these principles about about best practices of just talking. I think it's it's interesting that you brought that up, like because mm. you know we hadn't talked about a lot of this, and so the the idea that you brought up shepherding in a child's heart, dealing with you know the 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 inner person, the heart, and not just getting them to obey, but getting to understand them. Yeah, because I want I want to get past the surface level of mm-hmm. what is being communicated to get to the heart level on what's driving that. So you know what's interesting? My kids, two of the let's see, the two younger kids, okay. they like to listen to the Warrior Kids podcast by Jocko Willink. So some of our people know who Jocko Willink is. Jocko okay. Willink is a Navy SEAL. Um he he just looks like he looks like a human monster. He just looks like he would destroy you with his bare hands. And he, and he could. Um, so Jocko Willink is, he's got his own business and he is well-respected. People bring him in all over for coaching, for advice, for leadership. Anyways, he has written these books, Warrior Kid, and he has a podcast for kids. And so last night we were on our way to community group, which is our small group. And the kids were in the back, we want to listen to Jocko. We want to mm-hmm. listen to the Jocko. So we put Jocko on. And so Jocko is telling the story. It's from one of the books that he's written for kids. And there's an uncle who was a Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL, helping out his nephew become a warrior kid, like taking responsibility and doing all this stuff. And one of the kids writes in and he says, uh, Jocko, why is the uncle, why isn't he more strict with that little boy? Why isn't he more strict with his nephew? Why doesn't he just hammer home what he needs to get done? Why doesn't he act like a drill sergeant? 
And I had my own thoughts, of course, what, why, what he might say. But then what he said was, is because he wants the young boy to want to do the work. Yeah. If he just commands him to do and, and like, you know, yells at him and says, get these things done, he might do those things, but he's not going to buy in. Right. So it's like the, for the uncle, the aim was to communicate the value of these disciplines, not just the stark naked commands yeah. that would build the disciplines. You want him to communicate the value of the discipline, get him to buy into the discipline so that he can go on. So it's interesting, all this talk about kids and, uh, and family and, and I mean, it's really, a, it's really like the, the, uh, uh, I guess like I was saying, like the breeding ground, right. Of like how, how to learn how to, communicate you know yeah. not to, like marriage is one aspect so is so is having a child right? right in marriage now you're faced with someone else that has their own thoughts their own feelings mm-hmm. uh their own expectations their own uh motives mm-hmm. interior mode and so you're trying to sort through that but they're rational yeah then now you got to go to an irrational child not, who, not they're not all rational the, what women i didn't say that i just said they are not spouses all in, spouses are not all rational especially Especially Jen? No, especially, no, Jen wow. is very rational. Wow. Jen is well, logical. Why would you say fire. that? Why would you say I'm that? Just saying, like, not all spouses okay. are rational. But they're, but they're more, more adult. Rational. They're more rational. They're yeah. adult. There's a maturity there. Mm-hmm. And then learning how to do that with a child is, a, is that's next level. Yeah. Well, here's what I think. I mean, now that we're talking about it, I think that there are a lot of adults, a lot of parents who have learned to communicate very well in their business or in their among their peers, but they have not yet learned how to communicate with their kids. Yeah. But I think if you learn how to communicate with your kids, that will translate to how you communicate with adults as well. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's, I think it's more yeah. foundational. It's more foundational. Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to our children's ministers out there. Those that are, yeah. that are ministering in, in children's ministry, whether you're the, the, uh, the children's pastor, youth pastor, Sunday school teacher, Sunday school teacher. That right there is some great work that they're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. And that, that's, that's a difficult work. And I have a lot of respect and I love, I love those children's ministers specifically and youth ministers that sense that this is my calling. This mm-hmm. is not a stepping stone right. to reach lead pastor or senior pastor. This right here is where God has placed me. I understand that this is my calling. And I, I just have a huge amount of respect for them because of that, this aspect of how do you right. commute? They're figuring out how do I communicate at a certain level in a culture that continues to change? By segregating the church into age groups and, and stripping away the kids from their parents and not having a family integrated church where everybody's in one service together. <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. As Joe said, you can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineVotion.com. There you can contact us. We've also got a banner there. We got a banner there for our Doctrine Devotion West Coast Conference happening September 20th. Eighth in oh, Rancho Santa Margarita. You know, if you can't make it to uh, T4G, you can you can definitely make it. Oh no, you could do both. Like no, maybe they're, maybe they're financially restricted. The, so, but it's only forty dollars here. They got a discount over. At the I'm other just one. saying, if you can't do both, if you can't make it to that one, you can definitely listen. Either you do both or you do ours. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, drvotion.com slash West. You're going to want to register. We're going to uh, send out the details for the hangout happening Friday night for this uh, one-day micro-conference on contending for the gospel. I call it a macro-conference. Macro? It's a micro because you're totally there. macro. No, no. Big picture. Mm-mm. Pouring out of the spirit. Fresh Pod Heavy every doctrine. Monday and Thursday. Make sure you head on over T4G.org and register for the uh, Together for the Gospel Live Conference podcast. happening April 14th to 16th 
in Louisville, Kentucky. Lovell, later. Later.